welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week's show is all about staying on property versus off property, so let's dive in. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 46. The first question people ask when they start to plan a Disney World vacation is often, should I stay at a Disney World resort or not? Or is it worth it to stay on property? And I've never covered this topic in a podcast episode before somehow, so I'm dedicating this show to explaining the differences between staying at a Disney resort or not. But first... We are having a meetup on Thursday, October 17th at Contempo Cafe at Walt Disney World. It will start at 3 p.m. and go for about an hour. And all listeners of this podcast are welcome to attend as are members of the Budget Mouse Facebook group. And I'm co-hosting the meetup with my friend Kristen, who runs the DVC chat for members and Disney fanatics Facebook group. So we will have swag to give away for anyone that shows up, plus cupcakes and just fun meeting other Disney friends. So I hope some of you can make it. Let's talk about what on property means because it's a really confusing term. I am talking about resorts owned and operated by Walt Disney World Travel Company. They are all located within Walt Disney World proper and they're technically divided into four categories. You have value resorts, moderate resorts, Disney deluxe resorts, and then DVC or Disney Vacation Club Villas. Now, this is the confusing part. There are other hotels located within the boundaries of Walt Disney World property that are not owned and operated by Disney. So while they are technically on property, staying at these places offers a very different experience than staying at a Disney-owned resort. So I'm going to list for you all of the hotels located on property that are not operated by Disney. First, the Disney Swan and Dolphin. They even have Disney in the front of their name, but they are owned and operated by Marriott, and they are located right smack between Hollywood Studios and Epcot, very close to some Disney-owned resorts, the Boardwalk, Yacht Club, and um, Beach Club. The Hilton Bonnet Creek and Waldorf Astoria are are both owned by Hilton and located pretty close to each other on Disney property. The Wyndham Bonnet Creek is obviously owned by Wyndham. There's a Four Seasons that opened a few years ago on Disney property. And then there are the six Disney Springs hotels. They are the Hilton, Bee Resort, Holiday Inn, Wyndham, Best Western, and Doubletree. And they are all located on Disney property, but are run by their respective companies. So these hotels have some perks, but they are not the same as staying at a Disney resort, I promise. Then then there are the thousands, I kid you not, places to stay that are off property. And they range from cheap motels to luxury resorts, rental homes with 10 bedrooms, and everything in between. So what I want to address are some common misconceptions about the differences between staying on and off property and kind of what the experience is like. Because though I don't know most of you listening, I am maybe weirdly concerned with the quality of your experience when you visit Walt Disney World. While the parks are incredible and with some planning, you can have a great experience there. Where you stay can make or break your vacation in my experience. Not so much the room, but the hassle of getting back and forth to the parks. 
the hospitality and the perks that you get or don't can really affect your vacation. So let's talk Disney World owned resort perks. These are perks that you only get when you stay at a hotel that is owned by Disney. So first is free magic bands. This is important note. Only Disney owned and operated resorts offer complimentary magic bands. So my post on magic bands is one of my top posts on my sites. And um, so often people ask me, how can they get their free magic bands when they are, far, are, for example, staying at the Hilton? So I'm gonna go back and rework the post to make it more clear that only Disney owned resorts give free magic bands. Now, another difference of staying at a Disney resort related to magic bands is that you can charge purchases back to your hotel folio, it's called, when you're staying at a Disney resort with your magic band. Um, and if you buy magic bands for a stay at another hotel, even those on property but aren't owned by Disney, you're not able to do that with a magic band. So that is a really nice feature, a bit of a dangerous feature if you're trying to go on a budget, but um, a very convenient one related to magic bands. So next, free airport transfers on the Magical Express. This is only available at Disney-owned resorts. So other hotels that may offer some Disney perks like the Swan and Dolphin do not offer Magical Express. That is only available when you book through Disney resorts. And that is a really valuable perk if you're flying into Orlando, in my experience. That combined with the next one, which is um, free transportation to the parks and all around Walt Disney World in the form of bus, boat, monorail, and Skyliner soon in the next few days, then um, those are combined very valuable in that you don't have to rent a car when you're at Disney and you can save a lot on transportation. So when I'm doing the math comparing on versus off property, that is a big plus to staying on property is that I don't have to pay anything additional for transportation if I don't want to. Another perk is the ability to add the Disney dining plan to your reservation, and that is not available at any resorts unless they're owned by Disney. There's free parking at the theme parks, so you never have to pay to park at a theme park if you're staying at a Disney resort. However, you now do have to pay to park at the resorts with a few exceptions. I'm gonna mention those right now. They are, if you're staying at a campsite, at Fort Wilderness, you don't have to pay to park. If you're if you're renting points or you're an owner of Disney Vacation Club, you never have to pay to park at the resort. And that is a savings of $24 a day. That's another huge perk of renting DVC points. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to one of my posts on renting DVC points to explain it further. Another perk of staying on Disney property is the ability to make your dining reservations all at once. Once your 180 day window opens up, you can make reservations up to 10 days into your trip. Now, if you're staying at an off property resort, you can start making reservations at the 180 day mark, but you have to make them day by day. So every day, like a new window opens up and you can make reservations for 180 days from that point on. So there is quite an advantage and just easiness of doing it all at once if you're staying at a Disney resort. This is also related to fast passes because kind of the same um, booking window applies. You can book fast passes 60 days in advance when you're staying at a Disney resort, and you can also make them for your whole stay. So if you're staying off property, you have 30 days in advance to make fast passes, but again, you have to go in every day, one day at a time to make fast passes for 30 days in advance from that day. So they really make it a lot easier to make dining and fast pass reservations when you're staying at a Disney resort. So another perk 
is, I don't know why I love these as much as I do. It's not right. But the, the resort refillable mugs you can get at Disney World, I just think they're so great. So you can get one with a dining plan, but you can also pay for one out of pocket. And they're not cheap. They're $20, but they are um a souvenir to take home with you and you can use them for your whole stay even if you're switching resorts they're good for up to 14 days so if you're getting coffee every morning and you're getting a drink um soda or what have you at the pool every afternoon it really does pay for itself quickly um another perk that could also be um not just a pro but a con is this concept of the disney bubble so when you stay at a disney resort and you take disney transportation and you take magical express you really have little to no contact with the outside world outside of disney that may be good to you or it may also be not good so it just depends on how much disney you want on your vacation to me when i go there i don't want contact with the outside world i want to be in a land of fantasy and vacation fun and i don't want to see a 7-eleven i don't want any contact with the outside world but other people that might be too much so I want to mention a few other perks. So one I haven't mentioned yet is extra magic hours. Now that allows you to get into a Disney theme park. It's usually one hour before other people, but they've added these extra extra magic hours this fall with the open of, opening of Galaxy's Edge that are three hours in advance. And there's also evening extra magic hours at some of the parks. Now this is one of the perks in addition to the Fast Pass window that Disney has now extended to some other on-property non-Disney hotels, such as those at the Disney Springs and the Swalfin, as I call the Swan and Dolphin. So this is something you just need to check when you're booking, if you're going to book um, a resort that's on Disney property but not owned by Disney, if they do offer these perks. And like I said, I believe all of the Disney Springs resorts now offer them. And another perk that you get there is proximity to the theme park. So like I said, the Swan and Dolphin are very close to the theme parks closer than some of the Disney resorts, many of the Disney resorts. Um, and that is a huge perk in, in that you'll spend less time getting back and forth to the parks. Now the cons of Disney World resorts, and the first one that people will mention is the price. Because at first glance, the Disney World resorts look extremely expensive, especially compared to um, properties with similar amenities that are off property. But I have lots of tricks and hacks for staying at these resorts for much cheaper than it first appears. So I would say do not be discouraged by the price because what you see at first is not what you'll end up paying most of the time. Another con is that availability can be limited. A lot of these books, uh, resorts book up many months in advance. And so if you're planning a trip in less than six months, less than three months in advance, you may find availability quite limited at the Disney resorts, and that is a challenge. Um, another, as I mentioned, is the Disney bubble. It might not be your idea of fun to be around Disney that much on your vacation. And then another con that I already mentioned is that you now have to pay to park your car at the hotel. The prices are $13 per night at value resorts, $19 at moderate resorts, and $24 a night at deluxe resorts. So staying on property has better perks and lower prices if you're flying into Orlando and you're taking Disney transportation. It's just something to keep in mind.
Now let's talk off property. So this would be any hotel or rental unit that is located off of Disney property. And these are obviously not owned and operated by Disney. So some, some pros are that you'll have much better availability. You'll have, and this is a key one, better options for larger groups. That is something that is lacking at Disney World are affordable options for groups. Um, particularly once you get above eight people, it becomes very difficult to stay on Disney property all together in close proximity to each other. And I think at that point, renting a home through Airbnb or VRBO um, that is close, as close as you can get to Disney property, and that everyone can then stay together and have a place to be together. So that is really a weakness of Disney property. Um, And generally, when you stay off property, you're going to get more space for the dollars that you're spending. So if you're spending $100 a night uh, at Disney property, you're gonna get a very small room at a value resort. But for that same price off property, you'll get like a one bedroom villa with two queens in a bedroom, a living room, a full kitchen, etc. So if the space really matters to you, then off property is gonna give you more space for your money spent. Now the cons of staying off property, the most important one here is logistics of getting to and from the theme parks. So to me, driving, traffic, parking, all equals stress, and that is not what I want on my vacation. So I realize that is not the case for everyone, but it really does impact my vacation. I don't like having to navigate the complicated roads at Walt Disney World, having to remember where I parked, having to wait in line at the parking booths. I hate waiting in line. You would think someone who goes to Disney World all the time wouldn't mind lines, but I hate lines and I hate waiting in line, so it drives me crazy to wait in line at the parking booths in the morning to just get in to park. So transportation really is a key factor um, and a a negative to me for staying off property. Now, uh, beware the off-property hotel that offers the free shuttle to the theme parks. I have lots of people come to the Facebook group and say, I want to stay off property with one of these places that has a free shuttle. These free shuttles are really not practical for most people. They're often just one time or two times in the morning and then one return time in the evening and they will not drop you off where you think you want to go so most of them drop off at the transportation and ticket center and that would require a ferry boat ride to magic kingdom or a monorail ride and then from there you're left to your own devices to get to the other theme parks so they're not going to drop you off for the most part at epcot or Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. There are a few that do, but for the most part, they're not going to. And then you'll have to take buses from Transportation and Ticket Center, and then you'll have to reverse that to get back. That's gonna add like an hour and a half to your travel time for the day total, and that is just not practical for most people. So I would say, you know, really look into the frequency of the shuttles. Um, even staying at the Disney Springs resorts, I did recently this year, and the shuttles were not frequent enough to make it worth it to me. So look into the fact that you're gonna be paying probably to drive yourself and park or take an Uber and a Lyft, which you know I've used quite a bit when staying off property. And while it's to me better than driving myself to the parks and having to park in the parking lots and everything, it's still a lot of stress involved. You never know what you're going to get with an Uber or Lyft driver. I've had mostly good, but I've had some really bad ones that didn't know where they were going, that dropped me off way far from where I needed to be, and it was a bad experience. So 
Anyway, there's just a lot of hassle involved with getting to and from the theme parks. Another big con is that the price often isn't what it first seems for staying off property. So you may see a hotel that's like $60 a night and you say, this is a great deal. Well, you first have to park, factor in that it's $25 a day to park at the theme parks because you're going to have to somehow get yourself to the theme parks. Also, you'd be shocked at the hotels that call themselves resorts around Walt Disney World and charge a resort fee. They likely um, don't at all seem like a resort in your mind, but they still will charge this fee. And it ranges tremendously anywhere from $8 a night up to $50 a night for resort fees. So you really need to look into what that may or may not be at your resort. And then also many charge you to park your car at the resort as well. So you have to add that in addition to parking at the theme parks. So that $60 a night hotel, when you factor in $25 to park at the theme parks plus let's say a $12 night parking fee plus a $13 resort fee you're back up to $100 a night which is pretty easy to get a value resort at Disney World for that during most times of year. For me another big con is the hospitality and customer service that varies tremendously in my experience uh, at hotels around Orlando. So the one thing I love about Walt Disney World and I didn't mention it as a pro is the Disney hospitality and wonderful guest service that is provided. Like I never have to go to Disney World and worry if I'm going to get a dirty room or rude service <laughs> or things not being up to snuff like they should be at a Disney resort. And there, it's tremendous, the hospitality and customer service at Disney World resorts. And I never have that same experience at off-property locations. And I've stayed at many, many of them. So, um, you know, you just never know what you're going to get for your money. And I like to know and kind of have a guarantee that I'm going to have a good experience with employees and, um, and that the room will be in good repair and everything. So I, that's why I like to stay at Disney resorts because I feel like I have that guarantee but I don't off property. And then another con to me is lots of contact with the outside world. There is no Disney bubble. There's lots of, you know, you're going to see Red Lobster and all of the gas stations. And I just don't want to see that on vacation. So um, I hope I address this misconception that it's more expensive to stay on property versus off. I do have a post on the blog that compares kind of what you get at a value resort for $100 a night versus what you get off property for $100 a night. So I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. Now I regularly rent Disney Vacation Club points and stay at deluxe resorts for between $150 and $200 a night. So I will link to that post in the show notes as well if you're comparing renting Disney Vacation Club points to staying off property and what you get for your dollar. And one last thought, I have noticed that people who tend to say that staying off property is a good alternative to staying on property if you can't afford it, are people who haven't ever stayed on property. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. It's like once you have, your your mind has been open to like, wow, you get so much more for your dollar when you stay on property for the most part, um, that you know, once you do, then you're likely to have a different opinion about the differences between on property and off property there at Disney World. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find me on Facebook in the Budget Mouse Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, please just search the Budget Mouse on Facebook, ask to join, and I or another admin will add you to the group. You can find me on Instagram at the Budget Mouse. You can always find me on the sites, thefrugalsouth.com and thebudgetmouse.com. You can leave a comment for me there and I will get right back to you. And then I'm on Pinterest at The Budget Mouse. So thanks again, everyone, and have a magical day.